resurrecting us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's give it up for God. Hallelujah. 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 Let's pray. Father, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Thank you for your great plan of salvation, Father. You demonstrated your love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God, you made him who knew no sin to become sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But today we celebrate death had no hold upon our Savior. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, grave, is your victory? And we celebrate today the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, with resurrection power, there are many needs represented in the house of God today. Lord, we pray for every need represented here. And we ask, Lord, according to your word that says, according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus, you shall supply all of our needs. And so, Lord, we welcome your provision in our lives. Lord, for those who are sick and infirm, we ask that you'd raise them up in the name of Jesus. For those who are seeking direction, God, your word declares your word is a light unto our path. Will you guide our footsteps and direct our paths? Lord, for those who are in need of provision, maybe it's financially, maybe it's emotionally, wherever may be, Lord, you said that you will do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or imagine. Lord, we have big imaginations today. So in that resurrection power, will you raise us to meet those needs? We pray for the church in North Clackamas. We pray for sister churches right here in our community today. We pray for Christ Bible. We pray for Valley View Evangelical. We pray, God, for Destiny Christian. We pray for Happy Valley Baptist. We pray for Abundant Life. Lord, we pray for New Hope across the freeway. We pray for Milwaukee Christian. We pray for New Life Christian. We pray for Life's Journey Church. We pray for Thompson Road Bible Fellowship. We pray for Good Roots Community Church. We pray for Two Rivers in Gladstone. We're praying, God, for your church, the body of Christ, would impact our community. Lord, we love you, and we ask that you would bless the remainder of this service in the strong name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and all God's people said a strong amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. Father, thank you that we can give our first fruits to you. We ask that you would bless.
that we can take what we give today and turn it about in our community, in our city, in our nation, into our missionaries that are crossing the globe. We pray for them in this church. We give you thanks and we come and we pray. Amen.
Sunday morning, that we would come back and have a relationship with you, that we would live in eternity in a place where you are God. And we thank you today that we can give praise and worship you on this Sunday, this Resurrection Sunday, God. We ask that you anoint Pastor Dave and the rest of the service. We love you. Good morning, Hillside. Yeah, we're waiting for you. How are you? Are you good? You good? You look good. Everyone's pointing at me. <laughs> hey, we all looking good. Anyway, uh, I'm Josh Lane. I'm an intern here at Hillside Christian Fellowship, and I am excited to give you really amazing news. I'm going to wrap everything I've got in curriculum chemistry. Uh, isn't that good? Isn't that cool with you guys? Uh, first on the docket, we have our Men of Valor Conference. Another one coming up. June 10th, all right, it's going to be at 8 a.m., put it on your calendar early. If you want more information, we have an awesome lineup of guest speakers. Uh, We're going to have these flyers over on our information table out in the hallway. Um, Some opportunities to serve in this next week. We have a uh, homeless dinner, a homeless feed, uh, this next Wednesday. There's more information in your bulletin, as well as our Wichita family uh, uh, community dinner that we have this next Friday. So more information Also, uh, we're starting a new series. We're putting a pause on Genesis, and we're moving on to a new series called Let's Talk Basics. We're really excited about this, and uh, we've been working really hard on it. Uh, Basically, our entire church, uh, Dave will preach a sermon on Sunday about a topic, and all of our life groups will be teaching and and facilitating conversation, having conversation and dialogue and and asking questions, having having Q&A on that topic per week. And so we'd like to encourage you, if you're not part of a life group, get part of a life group. Come see me in the hallway. I have a giant cool poster that Matt designed that says, let's talk basics. We have a, a, a plethora, that's my word, plethora, a lot of people signing up to be life group leaders. We'd like to fill those lists out. We'd like to get everyone involved. With all that being said, let's have an awesome to let nobody go in. He was just waiting for the three days. He's probably drinking soda while eating Mac Tito's. <clears throat> he was probably playing games like Candyland and then having fun by himself. The Easter Bunny was just hiding behind the tree. <laughs> he probably went out there and just was so angry at everyone. And then he goes home. There's more money in it, so you better find it. <laughs> Some of her friends came with some spices, but when they got there, the tree was empty. Just girls only went there. Then an angel came, and he said, don't be afraid. 
whatever is in the word of God. Father, may we bless our time together as we look at you On this Resurrection Sunday, may you challenge our hearts with the wisdom of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As the young boy said, now what? In the video, let's go tell the news. So Lord, today we just call across the board the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ in this country. Lord, may today be a day of salvation. May we be encouraged in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said a strong amen. Three thoughts coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The first, to die. Why was the death of Jesus necessary? Why the death of Jesus? The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 15, he died for our sins. Unfortunately for you and I, that means you and I are sinners. Scripture declares in the book of Ezekiel, the soul that sins shall surely die. We are guilty in these three ancient languages. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In Old Testament times, God made provision for his people. He did this by commanding the Israelites to make animal sacrifices as a substitutionary atonement. In our society today, it's difficult for us to even comprehend all that transpires through the law. However, Scripture also declares with emphatics, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. The sacrificial system was only a shadow of God's ultimate provision that he would provide through his son, Jesus Christ. The scripture also declares, then I said, behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will, O Lord. This is Messiah's opinion. He says, behold, I have come in the volume of the book written of me. The entirety of this book is pointing to Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who says he has come to do the will of God. And by that will, we can be sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ, his flesh. He died for our sins. He died a substitutionary death, a death that each one of us deserves. He died for Scripture declares he gave his life as a ransom. A ransom. What is a ransom? A ransom is something that is paid to provide a release of someone who has been held captive. All men are held captive. The captivity is the penalty and punishment of sin. For you and I, we were born with a sin nature because the very first man, Adam, sinned. And because we are all offspring of the seed, Adam, we are all sinners. We are inherently sinful. Now that's not a very exciting message to preach, at least for this church. The good news is better. Second, 
Corinthians chapter 5, says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. He paid the penalty for our sins. And that penalty for our sin, again, separation from God and forgiveness from separated from his father when his blood was shed upon the cross of Calvary you would recall when on the cross in a loud voice this is the powerful reality from his wrath it says Jesus said no one takes my life I offer it to you the promise was only there to be the penalty for all asphyxiation is but the ultimate restitution for sin He did it with a loud voice. Normally, one would not even be able to talk, but with a loud voice he declared, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And after his blood had been shed, the ransom being paid, it was not yet the celebration of Jesus had cried out with a loud voice. He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, all of the Jews that were there on that day of the crucifixion, they would have fully comprehended that statement, into your hands I commit my spirit. Psalm 31 and verse 5 portion of scripture that every Jew would pray every single night as they would lay in bed short of their now I lay me down to sleep prayer they would say into your hands I commit my spirit to be redeemed but on this day Jesus added that familiar relationship says you have redeemed me for he was in the process of being the redeemer and so he was redeeming mankind he was separated from God Jesus paid our ransom to free us from sin death and hell Isaiah the prophet said these words in Isaiah chapter 53 Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days.
like the sugars in the dough. And what is released is gas, carbon dioxide. And that causes the air bubbles to fill. Here's a new evidence that you can find in statistics. There we go. It causes the bread to rise and literally gives body to bread. The leaven is a type of sin. In fact, the scripture declares a little leaven leavens the lump. If there's a little sin, it's going to impact the whole of my life. So, interesting that Jesus, when he was buried, the Bible tells us that his body would not decay. Therefore, his body was without sin. That's evidence. Most of us in this room, if not all of us in this room, are familiar with the Christmas story. We love the Christmas story. The portion of Scripture where the the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and she shall give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. The virgin. Jesus. Born of a virgin. Virgin Mary. A different bloodline than the first Adam. The first Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden. The first Adam lost. He blew it. But the scripture declares the last Adam is a life-giving Lord from heaven. He is a different bloodline. Therefore, his blood is not tainted by sin. He was sinless. He is the woman's seed from Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Are you with me? And Jesus, while he was on earth, he lived a sinless life. The apostle Peter stated clearly, he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. Also, the scripture declares he was tempted in every way, just as we are. Never committing sin. Tempted in every way, but was without sin. There was no leaven in him. Now let me take you back for just a moment. At the time of the Exodus, when the first Passover occurred, and God made provision that they would have a meal with the lamb, and they would eat the lamb in haste. And they took the blood of the lamb and painted it over the lentil and the doorpost. And when the death angel saw the blood, it sealed that house. They were told to eat their bread without leaven, unleavened bread. It is a picture of Christmas Jesus. Now he was in the tomb. He was no sin, therefore the scripture declares his death. So his death and its destruction. We have the burial and the destruction of 
their death being a fulfillment of the Passover, his burial, the fulfillment of unleavened bread, and they come to the resurrection celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. Resurrection of Jesus. He rose from the dead. Why is the resurrection of Jesus important? Five thoughts. Testify of the resurrection. God is incredible. He is all-powerful. And if He's all-powerful and life-giving, He has power over the omnipotent power of God Himself. John 2.19 Jesus said destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. He who created life has the power over life and death. John 10 says no one takes it from me but I lay it down by myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. It demonstrates who can remove the sting of death. Where, O oh death, is your sting? Where, O oh grave, is your victory? Death is swallowed up in victory. The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us Testifies to this person, the Son of God, Messiah. Because this is the question that many people ask. How do I know Jesus is the Messiah? It validates who Jesus claimed to be, who he claimed to be. In Matthew chapter 26, verses 63 and 64, the scripture says, And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath. There was not a higher position in the nation of Israel than high priest. And he said to Jesus, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you said. It is as you said. He declared, I am the Messiah, the Christ. Someone who has opened the eyes of the blind, raises the dead, and asked under oath in the highest court, if you will, by the high priest, who says under oath, tell us, are you the Christ, the Son of God? And he says, it is as he has said. Nevertheless, I say to you, said, I say to you, even after you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming in the clouds of heaven, not only will you make a declaration of where he was going, you will make a declaration of who he is. Testify of the resurrection. 
this resurrection was the sign, the sign from heaven. The sign. Not what they said. Every claim that Jesus made and every prophetic statement that was made of him in the entirety of the Old Testament. Verses 1 through 4. Then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came and testing him asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. Show us a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, But it is easy to say it will be fair weather on this day. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today. The sky is red and threatening. adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except Testifies to God's purity. Again, his sinless character and nature. The Apostle Paul again tells us of that last act of divine purification. We talked about his purity. Jesus did not come from Adam's bloodline. is prophesied by David in Psalm 10, and this is probably the most significant and the most powerful. We've already seen the scripture, for you will not leave your soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Jesus, at his ascension, told his disciples to tarry until the promise of the Father had come. On the day of Pentecost, when the promise of the Father had come, resurrection. And he fulfilled that. And then he said, tarry in Jerusalem until the promise of my Father. The next feast comes 50 days later. 50 days later, that is the that day, but he boldly asserted that God raised Jesus from the dead, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. And then he explained that God had performed a miraculous
testifies to God's faithfulness. I mention all of these things for a reason. You see, God is a God of patterns, and He has been revealing His message from the onset of creation. And these things that happened in the Old Testament, they were foreshadowing future events. And so by the foreshadowing, He was proclaiming in advance what He intended to do to make provision. Jesus fulfilled these passages as we read this morning in his resurrection. Jesus rose victorious. I would encourage you if you are interested in this, that you would be attentive to the word of God and that you would do a little been fulfilled. Three have yet to reach the fourth. He died, he was buried, and he rose again. He rose again to give us hope. Hope eternal. Jesus declared that he rose again. He said it to the high priest on that day and throughout the entire history of Israel. There are more Old Testament references in relationship to his sacrifice than there are to any prophecy of his return. So God's plan remains revealed. God's plan is no plan of vengeance. He's got power, God's faithfulness, God's purity, God's sacrifice. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If I go, I will come again and take you to myself. Jesus died for our sins. He rose again, validating that he has power over sin. If our faith today is in Jesus Christ, our sin is forgiven. We have been cleansed and washed. The Bible says that God is not holding our sins against us. And so for everyone who is born again today, you're part of the family of God. And we are looking forward to the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is coming soon. Let me say that again. Jesus Christ is coming soon. His imminent return. We should have our eyes piercing to the east, awaiting his soon return. We, unlike the Pharisees who could not ascertain the signs of the times, we should be aware of the times that we are living in. Three truths yet to be fulfilled. Jesus is coming. We know that at the return of Christ, the Bible says, the Son of God will come. Yet in time to arise, the weak and the liars, the insolent and the unstable. will fulfill just as he fulfilled the first commandment. He will kill the Messiah. 
is not rightly dividing the Lord's Supper. How do you like the Lord's Supper? Do you do you available through the sacrificial system of Judaism. It is a statement that teaches us to remove the taint of punishment. What do we do with the taint? The scripture declares, if we confess with our mouth Jesus Christ is Lord and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. On this Resurrection Sunday, a day of celebration for us who believe, let it be a day of celebration for you as well as yours here today if you have yet to put your faith in Christ. Today is the day of salvation. Will you put your hope in Jesus today? Will you invite Jesus to forgive you of your sins and invite him into your life, declaring his lordship in your life, believing in your heart as we declare and read and shared this morning that he is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Have your name written. Have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. To know that you not only have your sin forgiven, but you Raising your hand where you are and say, That's me. Remember me when you pray this prayer. Amen. 
for the very first time receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. We declare together, and I would invite all of us to repeat after me, Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Your word says if we confess with our mouths Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our hearts that God, you raised him from the dead, we will be saved. We say it again, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, thank you. For those who raised their hand and those perhaps who didn't but felt like, oh, strongly, I wanted to raise my hand, but I didn't. Lord, you know the hearts. Father, we pray that we can just simply say, Lord, we rededicate ourselves to you this morning. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and fill our hearts that we would live for the glory of God. We praise you for the glory of your name. We love you. Give it up for the Lord this morning. Many people give their hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you committed your life to the Lord today, we would love to connect with you, encourage you in your walk with the Lord. When you came in the doors on the far right-hand side, your left, there were some praise report cards on a round table there. I would encourage you, if you would write your name and your contact information so that we can get in contact with you and instead, I receive Jesus today. Just write that on there with your contact information and we will get in contact with you and encourage you in your walk with the Lord. We're going to come to the communion table today. So I'm going to invite those who are going to serve in communion if you would come forward at this time. And as those who are going to be serving communion are coming to serve us, I'm going to invite you to take spiritual stock of where we are. Where am I? Lord, am I okay? Am I doing all right? If you have some things that you'd like to talk to the Lord about by way of confession, as our brothers are going to be serving us, I want to encourage you simply to pray gently underneath your voice there that you would say, Lord, will you simply heal and forgive and bless? We ask that you would hold the emblems until we can receive them all together so as our brothers are passing the bread and the cups, will you receive? We, open, we serve an open.
Jesus to do little, we will invite all. This is a public declaration of your faith in Jesus Christ. If your faith today is not in Jesus, we want to encourage you in your journey. But the Scripture also reminds us that we are not to deceive the bread and the juice in an unworthy manner. So if today your faith is not in Christ, we want to encourage you in your search, but we would also encourage you to abstain from receiving the communion as it comes. And in just a few moments, we'll walk through the communion and these emblems and what they mean to us today. So as the brothers are passing, we just encourage you to worship the Lord.
longed to share with them. He took the bread in the midst of the supper, breaking that unleavened bread, and gave thanks and said, Take, eat, do this often in remembrance of me. Again, we hold this matzah bread, unleavened bread, the kind of bread that the Jews at Passover had been using for 2,000 years, unleavened. You'd notice your piece of bread is large enough that it is pierced with holes. And it is perforated as well. Scores from right to left, from top to bottom. At the Passover meal, there would be three pieces of bread, unleavened bread in a stack sack. And the host would pull out the centerpiece and break it and give thanks and distribute the bread. He would take half of the bread that was broken and he would wrap it in a linen cloth and he would hide it for a later portion of the meal. It's a picture and a type of this very day, the Jews' practice of taking the bread out of fire, wrapped in a linen cloth and put away. Jesus was wrapped in a linen cloth and laid dead upon the cross and put away prophet Zechariah said they will look upon the one whom they have pierced. And on an annual basis at Passover, as they eat the matzah bread and as it is broken and as they give thanks, they look upon the one in type, the one in whom they pierced. And it is also foreshadowed. Scripture says he was flogged and he was scored and it is by his stripes we are healed. And so as we hold the bread today, it is in type and it's a reminder that Jesus Christ is God's Passover. It is the Son. He is the Son. And the resurrection validates it. And so, as we broke the bread and gave thanks, let's also give thanks today. As we hold the bread and in a moment we will receive together. Father, we thank you for your great plan of salvation. You demonstrated your love toward us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Father, thank you that you showed us the way, you have been showing the way, and you have now revealed Jesus in the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. And so we give you thanks this day as we partake of the bread together. Let's look to the Lord. I invite you to stand with me this morning as we hold the cup. Again, at that last supper, and as has been practiced for nearly 3,500 years, Traditions of the Jews are recorded for all Jews in what is known as the Haggadah. And the Haggadah is read at the Passover feast. And it is there that there are four cups of the Seder meal. And we are told in 
Scripture that it is the third cup, the cup after supper that Jesus took. And he says, this cup is the cup of the new covenant in my shed blood. You see, the third cup of the Seder meal is the cup of redemption. Going all the way back in the book of Exodus where God declared, and I will redeem you. The third promise he made, the cup of redemption. And Jesus declared on that day, this cup is the new cup, or the new covenant. The old is gone and the new has come. The new covenant is not in the blood of bulls and rams. But Jesus, our high priest, was going into the Holy of Holies in heaven, and he would sprinkle his blood to make atonement once for all. He said, regarding the fourth cup, the cup of the ingathering, he said, I will not drink of the cup again until we drink it together in heaven at the marriage supper of the Lamb, where we will all partake of the cup of the ingathering. So today, as we hold this cup, you see, it will be your decision to make a public declaration that I am partaking, I am a partaker of this cup in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. It is a public testimony to every person here. When you receive this cup, you say, I am a partaker because I have faith in Jesus Christ. This is the declaration of the new covenant, the shed blood of Jesus Christ for our redemption and redemption. Pray with me this morning. Father, we worship you again. Jesus, we thank you again. Holy Spirit, we thank you for revealing Jesus to us. And as we hold this cup, it is a representation of the cup of redemption, where redemption is found in none other than Jesus Christ shed his blood. The word of God says without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. But Jesus shed his blood once for all. And by receiving and partaking of this cup, we are declaring to the world I am a follower of Christ. I'm a Christ follower. I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christ. We give you thanks, Jesus, that we have the gift of eternal life in the Lord of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Will you partake with me this song one more time, and then we will be dismissed. He will say a quick word of prayer, and we will be dismissed. On your way out, we have a DVD that we would love to put in your hands, and it is free. This DVD is the big question, and it answers the question, why? It answers questions regarding the resurrection, the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We would invite you at the doors. You'll be able to receive these from the information table. Pastor Dennis, lead us again. God bless you.
before you. You are our everything. And we thank you that you died, that you rose again, and we can sing in your celebration. And as we go from this place, Father, we thank you that we have life, eternal life. May we go with power and authority from on high. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.